The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. State employees in Virginia must get vaccinated against COVID-19 by September 1st. That comes from a directive issued by Governor Ralph Northam yesterday. Employees who choose not to get vaccinated will have to get tested weekly for COVID-19. In addition to executive branch employees, the new rules also include people who work at the state's colleges and universities. In total, around 120,000 Virginians work for the state government. According to state officials, around 70% of them are vaccinated. The Virginia Department of Health announced yesterday the first death of a child in the eastern region of the state due to COVID-19 complications. Because of the child's age, no other details were given. In total, six youth between the ages of 10 and 19 have died since the pandemic began. VDH is also alerting residents of Central Virginia about an increase in cases at childcare facilities and summer camps as the Delta variant becomes more widespread. Health officials are continuing to encourage Virginians to reduce the spread of COVID-19 by getting vaccinated, wearing a mask, and continuing to physically distance when possible. Democrats will transform the Virginia Court of Appeals in the coming days, and it will largely take place behind closed doors. As Whitney Evans reports, the majority party will fill eight judicial vacancies during the special session. Lawmakers will publicly interview and certify judicial candidates next week, but only after the eight finalists have been selected. This is a major shift in the embodiment of that court. Garen Shipley is a spokesperson for House Republican leaders. He says Democrats are also excluding the minority party in this process. There is a concerted effort on their part to do as much as they can while they still have the majority. Democrats maintain they've handled the process no differently than GOP majorities in the past. What's different is the sheer number of vacancies that need to be filled. Earlier this year, lawmakers expanded the court from 11 to 17 judges after a new law guaranteed Virginians the right to an appeal. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Regulators have approved the cost of Dominion Energy's participation in a regional cap and invest program for carbon emissions. The goal of the program is to make Virginia's electric grid carbon-free by 2050. According to the Virginia Mercury, Dominion's purchased allowances this year could raise the average residential customer's monthly bill by just over $2. It's Dominion's first year in the program with the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, which auctions off allowances for carbon emissions and redistributes the profit from those auctions back to the participating states. In Virginia, 50% of those profits will go towards low-income energy efficiency programs, and 45% will go to the Community Flood Preparedness Fund. Yesterday, the Virginia Department of Conservation and Recreation opened a new round of grants from the Community Flood Preparedness Fund. Towns, cities, and counties have until November 5th to apply for the funding, which aims to address the effects of flooding, sea level rise, and extreme weather. Flooding is the most common and costly natural hazard in Virginia and the United States. State officials say the fund includes money to serve vulnerable and underserved communities. It was created by the General Assembly in 2020. This week, Richmond's Public Housing Authority, RRHA, announced changes to its policy about how it bars certain visitors. The changes were touted as family-friendly, but as Megan Pauley reports, 
Advocates say many more changes are necessary. The new policy says that visitors can't be barred from public housing if they refuse to identify why they're there. But other language gives police discretion to bar people for engaging in activities that, quote, affect the health, safety, welfare, or quiet enjoyment of residents. Johanse Whitaker, a community organizer with the Legal Aid Justice Center, says it's dishonest to call the policy change family-friendly. Barment and separation and increased police presence does not equal safety. Community advocate Keisha Cummings says the barment policy only leads to more criminal charges. I know of a resident in Gilpin Court that was charged four times within two weeks for trespassing because he was going to his home. Where else was he supposed to go when he got barred? Both Whitaker and Cummings want public housing residents included in discussions about policy changes that affect them. Megan Pauley, VPM News. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Thursday, August 5th at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> 